Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. It is episode number 290 of the Fret Sork Podcast. Shit, that is getting close. Ever, ever closer to a big milestone, that isn't it? It's getting <laughs> real fucking close. Almost within planning distance, that is, isn't it? That's about I mean, 10 I weeks did. away from... Yeah, 300's not a real milestone. 500's the next milestone. Yeah, I, I like that thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm getting ready for the fact that 10 weeks away is again another deadline for my diploma so I'm not going to be doing any planning for anything indeed do you know what I'm, <laughs> I've got the same shit going on on the group because we are very close to two uh, to 100,000 and I'm like oh. I suppose I should do something for this indeed right <laughs> let, let me formally introduce you gentlemen because you're uh, you're sneaking in without a proper introduction <laughs> we have got Mr. Matt Quine say hi Matt Hi Matt. I, I feel that Yay. we'd probably be strung up if uh, we didn't do the do the standard <laughs> hi Matt because yeah. like, we had complaints when the tatty boy went away for one episode. <laughs> so yeah, Great. we've got we've got Mr. Matt Quine. We've got oh my god, it is Lee. <laughs> that confused me. <laughs> Lee that really threw me off. Josh. I was like, where the fuck has he gone? Lee, Lee, do. How you doing? It's been Sorry, a hot I've minute. Been away for a little bit. Yeah. Absence um, makes the heart grow fondue, as they say. Yeah, you, you, you I can mean, try fondue. that again, but a little bit more fondue. conviction. That's where you get it from. Fondue. <laughs> fondue. <laughs> yeah. An absent heart. Oh, I had some really strong cheese today. So we're in a, you can't get decent <laughs> cheese over here, right? We were in a shop recently at this like new shop, and I was uh, we asked them like, "Do you have any strong cheese?" And they gave us this really strong cheese. I was like, "Fucking hell!" I was like, "I'm having that." Opened it up today, and it's just like the smell like made the whole kitchen just smell. <laughs> my wife's like, "Oh my god, my patients are going to be able to smell that downstairs." If like it, for me, I think that shopkeeper would. I think this guy's just got Duolingo and that's the only phrase that's come up. <laughs> Do you sell strong cheese? Oost. Oost. <laughs> I can it, actually say that. Fantastic. I don't know if I would be able to continue the conversation on, but I could say that. <laughs> yeah, when, when you, that's the problem with those Duolingo things is you could start a conversation, but you can't have the conversation. You can just say that one phrase over and over and over again for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. You, yeah, you can basically talk at someone and then walk away. You'd be like the, the rudest person. About, yeah, it, it, keeps, it keeps telling me that my wife is riding a moose. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, in which situation? I know exactly which situation this would be useful, but it's not a very uh, likely situation. We have had moose in the garden, but we haven't seen them. We've just seen the results of them being in the garden, i.e., huge footprints in the snow that are like six foot apart. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck was this? What is the what's the correct plural for moose? Because I mean. It's moose. Uh, moose. Moosen. Elg- or, no, it's just moose. Moose is, is moose. And then Elgan is vermoose. And it's Elgana, I think, is vermoose, as in plural. Uh, the moose, plural. Um, no, not plural. Um, the group of moose. Of. Yeah. Flera, Elgan. Uh, Flera means several. Uh, I, I don't know. I'll work it out. Indeed. 
Indeed. I mean, it's got to be the, the same as got to be the same <laughs> as house, hasn't it? Because it sounds quite similar. House and heese. Moose and meese, <laughs> yeah, of course. But, that, but I was going to say, Oops. but then it would be moose and meese and goose and geese, and it, it, that doesn't it work. Ain't English it's fun. A... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just because we 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 basically mash together every language that we stole from everybody else. Yeah, yeah, we the... we pillaged the fuck out of the world, didn't we? Yeah, and then went. That's I mean, that's nice. I'm having that. We've stolen everything else. We've got the Elgin marbles. The only reason that the fucking pyramids of Giza aren't in the fucking British Museum is because they don't fit. Yeah, they were they they don't were <laughs> nailed down, so you couldn't yeah. really move them. But like we we took over the countries surrounding, and I mean, you know, we pretty pretty bastardy, weren't we, for quite a while? <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. What do you uh, mean for quite a while? Have you seen the state of the country okay. at the moment? <laughs> Since you apologise, everything's back to normal. Fine, yeah. not to I worry. Mean, it's one of those things. What slave we, trade. Look, we, <laughs> we didn't personally have anything to do with it, but our ancestors, pretty fucking bastardry. Like, full of bastardness. Uh, yeah. But yes. I, I've, just, I've just finished reading um, Sandman. Did you watch the TV series? Oh, I, I watched the music video. <laughs> that, was Sandman. that was a, that was yeah. that was a, I assume that was the opening credits. <laughs> uh, so in Sandman, there's one section where he he revisits someone every hundred years. So he gives them eternal life, and he goes and visits them every t- every hundred years. And he does it like when they're a peasant in like the I don't know 1000 AD, and then um, every every century he goes back, and then one century he visits him, and he goes. Oh, you would not believe how much money I've been making. We've just gone over to this country and we're just taking these people and we're selling them to everyone. It's like, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, that's not cool, guys. <laughs> like, yeah, the next time he visits him, he's like, yeah, yeah, that didn't really work out. <laughs> yeah, the, the world weren't a fan of that. Yeah, no. not not nice. <laughs> yeah, the whole whole slave thing. Really not cool. Um, so, even though we weren't like directly part of it, I'm sorry. This is a podcast. This is a podcast about guitars, not the solid history of the British Empire. Because <laughs> uh, we'd probably be on more than 290 episodes if that were the case. There's a lot, Do you remember? a lot of uh, history to go through, isn't there? Do you remember Absolutely. the British Empire? Yes, I do, I do. But podcast, <laughs> guitars, let's let's talk right. guitars. Lee, you've been off for a long, long while. Please don't tell me that you've just been watching old reruns of fucking Rimmer from Red I Dwarf. I have actually been watching Red Dwarf. I have oh, fuck's been sake. watching Red Dwarf. Tell us something guitar like, you've been You've done things that involve guitars, right? Yeah, I, I've done quite a lot. I'll get, I'll get the... Like the the normal news out of the way, we I released a couple of videos. One was of the SL2 slicer. Um, so that's before you buy on the SL2 slicer, so if you're thinking about that, wondering if it's up for you, you know, go and check it out. Yeah, and considerably less is... shit than I thought it would be, um, because yeah. from, like from the description, I thought it would be techno sounds in a guitar, um, but there's actually some really nice tremolo. Like subtle tremolo modes in there as well. I mean, every time I nobody is buying a slicer on. for a tre- 
subtle tremolo sound. I'm sorry, but nobody's buying a slicer for the subtle tremolo sounds in they it. Can if They're they buying want a 20 to. quid tremolo for that. <laughs> yeah, the Moor <laughs> Trelicopter. You can do harsh tremolo sounds in it as well. It it's <laughs> it, it's got a really good tremolo yeah, setting, which is, is what I think Bud is trying to say. <laughs> um, but ev- like when Correct. you go to all the different settings on it, you've got like, I think there's like six, seven different modes on it. And every mode you go to, then you've got about 11 different variations on it. And you can download more as well, as you saw in the video. Spoilers. Um, so it's got a lot of variety. And every time I put it onto a different setting, I feel kind of inspired to play something different because it's kind of like yeah. playing with a drummer. It comes up with a new drum beat every, you know, all the time. And like when a drummer does that and you're in a band and the drummer comes up with this new funky drum beat, you feel inspired to play. And it's yeah. a similar sort of effect, except you haven't got to put up with someone who can't keep time. Well, have, <laughs> I mean, you do just yeah, the other end of the, <laughs> the guitar cable. You haven't got a basis to look at like with a stink eye if, uh, if you go out of time with your own slicer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and you don't have to keep shouting, do you even know what fucking dynamics means? so yeah there's there's that um then we did the ridge now i haven't quite got through the entirety of the podcast that was released on monday i've been listening to it but i've been very busy um so what did you think matthew I mean, like, I'm pretty sure everybody will remember from last week, we were all really impressed with the Ridge as much as we all wanted to just berate you and tell you it was <laughs> terrible. Yeah. We but do. actually, it's a, it's a really good pedal. I, I don't think it's for me. I, I think it's an expensive drive pedal if you don't use MIDI because you've got basically two channels, haven't you? You've got, yeah. like, whatever you've got on yeah. the face of it and your preset. If you've got MIDI and can open up like 128 presets and you don't want to have, say, a Helix or a Quad Cortex or a GT1000 or the Core or the Stomp and you want a lot of options on a couple of foot switches and you've got a MIDI controller and, say, like a plethora or something that you are using your your MIDI with, this is a, a fantastic option to open up a lot of different drive sounds to you at the touch of a couple of buttons it's just it that's what it's for for me and it like i say the, the it does lots of drive sounds very very well but i wouldn't use it to its potential i mean i'm gonna but, i'm gonna interject a little bit there um because they're they're about 270 ish pounds i think mm-hmm. for a dual drive that's not a bad price so if you were using it as no, it's not like, a, it's not a dual drive because you can't stack them it's just got a, it's got a preset and a yeah, so it's, yeah, so yeah. a two channel dual drive yeah. yeah but it's like two channel so okay yeah. so a two channel drive drive pedal that's not that's not a terrible price um it's not a terrible price but, but i do i understand what you mean is that the like you have in the back of your mind that actually there's potential for hundreds of different settings on this drive and I'm only using two of them. Uh, yeah. you, you kind of feel like you're shortchanging the pedal a little bit there. And you could buy two separate drives uh, and get like potentially more of what you're after, like a very specific two drive sounds rather than 
like a blanket of all of the different drives. Uh, but yeah, yeah I'd I think... very much have liked to have seen five presets on it. I think that would have uh, like off on the top, like a bit like Eventide do five six presets on off the top panel, and yeah. you're laughing. They, they've only got two foot switches as well, so they could use the same system. Yeah, have, have both down, getting you into a bank mode, and you just go up and down. Yeah, I mean they they, they could have done that. And the, the 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 other thing I was really impressed by actually was the clarity in the high gain sounds. Yes, like it it was so clear. Like they were the high gain high gain sounds were gainy, but you you didn't get muddy. They didn't get like they didn't get lost. They didn't sound like they would get lost in a mix. Whereas a lot of high gain, you 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 start to think if I put this in a band mix, it's gonna sit somewhere between the bassist and the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yesterday I had a, a singer over to um, talk about um, maybe m- putting a new band together. If that, if that goes any further, we'll talk about it more in the future. But I used it to tune my drive tone to work with his voice, and that's exactly what I'm. You know, I was saying in the in the video, which is. Yes, it can sound like your tube screamer, it can sound like your clone, it can sound like any pedal you want it to sound like. But where I think its its real value lays is in getting a drive tone that works within your band context. Mm. And I think that's that's the beauty of it. Yeah, it so it, it does all of those kind of cornerstones of the drive market, but it also does it all of the in-between as well. Mm. So you can get some really unique and different sounds from this one pedal. Yeah. And we, we like, I, the same as Matt, I was kind of hoping that it sucked uh, and that we could <laughs> rip the absolute piss out of you for it. Um, but it, it didn't. It was really good. And I, I found myself gravitating towards the high gain sounds as well um, because they were just so clear. Like the. Yeah. Like the, the, the EQ on it on as it. well. There's a what uh, now? The, the 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 boost section of it, which is like when you got the mood all the way to the left, um, in okay. the very first section, um, uh, the boost section is really good, like really really good. It's, it's very nice. So yeah, yeah, I'm 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 totally in love with it. <laughs> Spoilers for the video, but I am absolutely like, I. I you know, you were saying like it's got all them in between tones. You know the idea of like you got the infinite monkey cage where if you put monkeys with typewriters all together and they're just hitting the um the keys, they'll eventually write every book that can ever be written. Not only every book that has been written, but every book that could ever be written. It's kind of the same idea, isn't it? Every drive tone that can be made, every drive pedal that can be made is probably in there somewhere. More yeah. or less. I mean, there there was one caveat, which was the what? fuzz tones. The we're not very fuzzy. Yeah, there's. Yeah, it's not really a fuzz though, is it? Yeah. No, but I so, mean, the, the guy did drive. say if you turn it all the way up, you'll get fuzz-like tones, and I couldn't get a fuzz-like tone out of it. Yeah, it weren't fuzz-like. It was. It was something. It just weren't fuzz. Yeah. Also, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Is the monkey cage? infinite in all directions or just one direction because if it's a very short like but infinitely wide the monkeys are dead and therefore they can't type <laughs> this is 
Um, it's still a known for a monkey well. cage, but they're they're dead monkeys. So yeah, they're how not do the monkeys like the works of Shakespeare <laughs> if they're in a small... <laughs> didn't really put a cat in a box, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> I mean, he should have done. It would have been funny, but no, I know he didn't. So, uh, so many people uh, miss a vital part of that as well, <laughs> which is like the cat is in there with an isotope. <laughs> so many people can miss that well, point. There's, I, like, I there's think supposed in to be an version, isotope it, in that box. I'm pretty sure in his version, actually, it was a, a vial, of, vial poison. of poison. Yeah. Um, yeah. The isotope is the. Yeah. But yeah. Or, or, also, yeah, it's Erwin uh, Schrodinger. Massive nonce. Like. <laughs> was he? Was he actually? Super, super <laughs> massive nonce. So, <laughs> I didn't know that. So let's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just call just call it the the the, the cat experiment the box. yeah the cat the box cat experiment box. yeah maybe again, not newton newton was an absolute not not non it's not that bad but he was newton was not a, a nice person yeah newton, he died of because probably because he was not a nice person he was a really really horrible person to people all the time yeah, Maybe yeah, he was uh, autistic, you know. He was very clever, so he was probably autistic and just didn't know, like, how to... Yeah, the diagnostic people, for... But understood the universe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we want terrible people, like, you know, uh, they don't I, diagnose I Asperger's in the... If, well, they don't diagnose Asperger's in the UK anymore yeah. because Dr. Asperger basically used his diagnosis to separate out the useful to the Nazi autistics and the non-useful autistics and send the non-useful autistics, which he didn't give his name Asperger's syndrome to, to the gulags to be just gassed. And he he would then pull out the ones with Asperger's so that they could be useful to the Nazis. So they don't diagnose with Asperger's anymore because the name has quite bad connotations. So, yeah, like a lot it? of these famous people are quite bad people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> science, science is riddled with... Um... With some pretty people fucking with... terrible people, science, yeah, questionable morals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's part of the moral quandary behind listening to anything prior to like two thousands, isn't it? And yeah. to be fair, that's only because we haven't unearthed the absolute heinous <laughs> shit that's going on today. Not the modern artists, uh, but uh, I'm, I mean, I. I, I think they are probably a little bit too scared to do anything if even if they have got the, the that sort of inclination because it, they will get found out because of the modern age that we live in. Uh Drake. Uh Chris I, I don't Brown. know about him. Ian uh, Watkins. I, I was I was thinking <laughs> about modern. I mean he 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 fully got 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 it, didn't he? But yeah, like yeah, like Watkins. But yeah, like there there are many. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> but that was before the era we're talking about. Now we've had like, the Me Too time. movement and stuff. Yeah. yeah, but we've now we've had like Me Too, and people are like saying, "Hang on a minute, this shit is not good, and you cannot get away with it anymore." Yeah, two thousands people me... were still being. <laughs> we need an amuse bouche here. We need an amuse bouche <laughs> yeah. of topic. Lee, tell us about your MIDI board. <laughs> Please. Well, <laughs> all right, I'm just going to Google the guy who invented MIDI. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Just to check. Oh, don't. I do, you know, it's Sorry. Don't. I'm not. Don't worry. <laughs> just in case. Oh, my God. I want to know now, but no, I don't. All right. So um, I have some friends in Australia 
and they run a Go company off. called Pirate. <laughs> my father lived in australia for many many years <laughs> but uh yeah i have some friends in australia and they run a company called uh pirate midi and uh it's yeah it, they make these small midi switches and most people who know my board and stuff will know i i'm i use the es8 switcher um and i've used that for a long time and love that thing it's, it's absolutely brilliant I wanted to make a small MIDI board so I can have some pedals running with my Wazares. And if I'm going to... I just thought it'd be nice to have a separate board as well that I can kind of have a play with. So I thought, do you know what I'll put on this? I'll put my GT1000 core, um, which is the Boss Helix equivalent. The Helix, uh, what's yeah, it called? Yeah, the Stomp. HX Stomp, yeah. And I've got... What else have I got now? I've got my Merisenzo. Got my Eventide. Um, Hang on, I'll pull it out. The board that is. Excuse me, young lady. I'm sure there's a joke uh, there, isn't there? Yeah. I've got the Eventide Micro Pitch. I've got the Pantheon, um, the Pantheon Deluxe. So that's the Twin Pantheon, and and that's it. That's it. So I've got, I've got something that does chorus, flanging sort of things. A, a yeah. synth, uh, a Twin Overdrive. And then the core that will basically do everything. And yeah. the core is my amp. It's my um, it's yeah, the my whole hand, brain of the situation. Yeah, exactly. But the controller is is really nice. So I've put that together. I've wired that up, and now I've got to start programming it. So I haven't got that far, <laughs> but as I do, I'll keep you updated on that. But it does mean that I have taken the core off of my main board. And I've been messing around with my main board today for <laughs> lots of, oh, what a headache. Um, but I think we'll talk about that more in the Patreon. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I'll tell you about my trials and tribulations, gentlemen and ladies. Indeed. And as a... if there's any ladies listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we make a, a, a show that's very much in a male-dominated area and fill it full of dick jokes. I think even if there were any women slightly interested, they turned off long ago. Indeed. I, I hate that. <laughs> I really do. I, I I hate it being a sausage fest. But I want to know, okay, if you are a, a lady and you are listening to this, um, please just let us know in the group that... We we do have lady listeners, and maybe we'll um, tidy up our, <laughs> our manners a little bit, and we won't know. <laughs> but we will appreciate knowing. Of, of course, of so, course. <laughs> I have some very big news I would like to disclose with the listeners. Would now be a good time to do that? Tell us, Lee, what is this big news? <laughs> well, I've been very, very lucky. Um... I've been friends with um, a particular guitar company for many years. And um, uh, last year, I borrowed a guitar from my friends over at Timepedia. Yeah. And just to see how I felt about it, just to you know, have a play around with it. I was going to borrow a seven string because remember, I wanted to get a seven string. I do didn't have one. That. That's I still probably for the string. best. <laughs> I do want one. Um, but I ended up borrowing a six, six string. And I uh, just wanted to see how I felt about it. Uh, and I absolutely fell in love with it. And people who have been listening constantly, they'll know exactly what guitar I'm talking about. Yeah. Anyway, um, I had to give it back. 
So I turned around to the company themselves and said, look, if I was to uh, just use your guitar for my videos, would you be happy in me, uh, in sponsoring me with a guitar? And lucky enough, because I've worked with them for quite a few years through Timepedia, I set up everything with them. Um, They were happy to do that with me. So now I am the proud owner and proud, extremely proud to be sponsored by Strandberg. Woo, woo, woo. Just brilliant. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm really, really happy. Uh, all my videos now, moving forward, will feature the uh, the Bowden. Um, I've got the Prog 6, and yeah. maybe I'll look at getting a 7 at another time. But, um, yeah, I've got a Prog 6. I've got it here. Yeah, so it's... Um, um, like a natural flame color. Yep. And it's it with a like um it's like a rich light board close to ebony. I've got the trim system on it, um twin humbuckers which split and oh my god. It's so good. These are the Sir pickups as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just sound absolutely banging. I, yeah. I I couldn't be happier. I don't think I've picked up another guitar since this arrived. I mean that's my acoustic. That's what the lawyers want to hear. <laughs> like other guitars will feature on the channel if it's if it's proven. Yeah, if, it like if I was doing a, a Hendrix pedal, I'd, I'd have yeah. to pick up a Strat, you know. Yeah, um, definitely. But I would feature this mainly and then add that in later. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I absolutely love it. It's um, stainless steel frets as they all are, so it's quite plinky, but. Only a little bit more. It just sounds like you've got fresh strings on all the time. Which it oh, actually that's not does. Bad. So, yeah. And uh, that added like vibrance as well. Um, it, it it helps, doesn't it? Like, like fresh strings help you kind of punch through in a mix a bit better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm all over this like butter when I'm playing as well. Like there's things that I've been noticing again since having it because it's been a bit of a gap between now and when i had the last one yeah um, such as like when you play your guitar the 12th fret always feels like it's up pretty close to the to the body um and you when you get up to the 12th fret you're starting to get towards the end of the fretboard sort of feel do you know what i mean you're you're up towards that last third of the fretboard on this, the twelfth fret feels like it's bang in the middle of the um, of the of the guitar. So you look where the twelfth fret is there; it really does feel like it's in more towards the middle of the guitar rather than up around here. So it it's a very interesting feel on that because, like, where the fifth fret is feels like where the uh, Sorry, where the seventh fret is feels like where the fifth fret would be, um, but it still it work. It, your fingers go to the right place. It just because you got the twenty four frets and like really like tons and tons of access to all the frets. Like the cutaway goes past the twenty four fret, <laughs> so it's it's pretty mental. Yeah, because most guitars on the twenty four fret, you kind of like stretching your hand like over like here, aren't you? So it's um, that's really really cool. The Tone and the volume, they are different. They're, they're like, you know when you're playing one a pedal. One affects volume and, and one affects tone, those, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So you know, you know when you play a pedal and they've all got different feeling sort of knobs on them, and when you turn them, some have got a little bit more resistance in. They feel like they're like maybe like lubricated in a different way. Sure. Um, the, <laughs> these have got that, and it, just the way they taper the the tone and the volume is, is different, uh, and it feels like you've got more control over it, which is really really nice. The tremolo works; it keeps you in tone, in tune, and it's just—it's so good. Like most of my trems are set up well, but this is just—it's unbelievable. It just works so well. The yeah. Design that's gone into it is just unbelievable. Very, yeah, very I mean, cool. it, like whatever you uh, accuse the Strombergs of, like. Uh, thoughtless design is definitely not one of them, is it? No, that's that's kind of what he's done. Every everything, yeah, about the Strandberg is it's not designed to look like that because he's scribbled on the bit of paper and gone. Okay, that's a pretty shape. I'm going to do it. Everything about it is um, designed to be in a certain way. Like the bottom cut out towards the end of the body. This one is designed to sit on your leg. So when you're playing, you. It yeah, almost classical there. style, isn't it? That like, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, I'm, I never play guitar like that, but now I I do quite a lot because it's uh it's just comfortable to sit down like that. Yeah, and so that's what I cut out for, and it's it's perfect. The belly cut is just like bang on, um, <laughs> bang on point, so it feels like it's really close to your body without being uncomfortable. Yeah, design is just yeah, it's very long. Like, superbly intentional um yeah 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 i think that's yeah, that's mean, the word for it isn't it it's, it's it there's intent behind every uh every choice with the instrument yeah and this is the nx6 as well so it's a new one so the it's got a, a better carve on the uh for, for better access where the um where the neck meets the body that's cool. really quite nice yeah just like even just look at the like where you plug the guitar in. Yes. Yeah, like so recessed into like the almost where the control cavity is. Yeah, it's, it's like in a recess control cavity, but it's moved back out of the way. Yeah. It's just very, very clever. Like the uh, Ola is just he's a he's a genius. It's just he's taken the guitar and gone, Okay, what do we have on here? Because that's all we knew at the time. And what like what have we got on here? Because we're basing a guitar off of like classical guitars, so we've got like headstock being up there. Well, why does it need to be up there? You know, let's see if we can move it down here, and then we get better tuning stability, and the strings have like less winds on them and stuff like that. It's lots of lots of clever stuff, and, and obviously you've got the really strange neck profile as well, where it's like a trapeze, and it, and it yeah, changes. Yeah. So um, that is just something I forget about. And when I pick up another guitar, like an acoustic or something, I'm like, oh, hang on, this, this feels different now. <laughs> so this is becoming my new norm. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. Congratulations on that. Like, it's fantastic news. Yeah, thank you very much, Ron. I'll be making a big announcement about it um, this week, and then obviously the podcast will come up after that. So you might have even seen this already. But yeah, I am over the moon to be like sponsored by Strandberg. Very nice. Very nice.
right. Um, we we've got some more what we've made up to. We've almost done half of a podcast already. So this is <laughs> this is faring well because the news is pretty dry this week. <laughs> Matt, Matt, what we've we been up to this week? Uh, I, I I would love to say that I've been sponsored by a company, but um, I restrang <laughs> I restrang me next sector because I needed restringing and played a bit of blues. So very boring, very nothing. Not really done anything at all. Um, Did you spend had... seventy odd quid on strings, though? No, that was Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. Like, I spend I spend twenty five quid a month on buying packs of three elixirs every two or three months, just yeah. so that I've got strings in the house to restring guitars if I need to, but don't have to outlay all the money at once to restring all my guitars. <laughs> Yeah, we I mean, really need to be sponsored by a string company, don't we? I actually know Rotosound, like the the owner of Rotosound. Yeah, um, so I'd, <laughs> I'd love Rotosound. Budge pointed out to me at the uh, at the the thing what he thought was coated strings. They're not coated strings. They're just special magnetic compound strings, and they're still not coated. And I'm not buying no, them. No, there were coated yeah. ones. No, not not for the electric guitar, acoustic guitar, and bass only. What for Roto? For, from Roto, I was on their website, literally on their website, looking for strings for, the, for coated those strings. Those ones, those ones says. I mean, they, they did have that mag, that stupid mag yeah, yeah. thingy. But underneath that, they had they're, coated. The, were they? The, the, uh, they're not coated. They're just made of a special alloy that they've created, and they're magnetic. And, no, they're, yeah, they're, they're, those those were different packs. Uh, I don't know. I, I I literally trolled their entire website. And there's nothing on there that says coated. Okay. I can't find them on Amazon. I can't find them on any of the, yeah, like Gak or Andertons or anywhere like that that stock them. So it might, yeah, it might have been uh, acoustic strings, but it definitely, it definitely said coated. Yeah, there's they've got acoustic coateds and they've got bass coateds, but they've got no electric guitar coated strings. So I'm still gonna have to stick with Elixir. Poor form. Yeah, because I'd love, I'd love to play Rotos, and I've, I've got used to Elixirs at the moment because they are they, they last. For ages, yeah. um, but I, I'd really want like I, I really wanted to do uh, string joy because um, they do coated as well now. Um, but the only place to get string joy is through Homatone, and he's only got the the old stock of strings, which are the non coated ones. So to I, honest, I bought a set I was, of those. Let's go with any company at uh, Didario. They're just I just I love their strings. Thing. I don't. I don't know what balanced. it is, but I've ne- never had a, a set that I liked on a guitar. Their balanced tension strings are just... Oh, I love them. I don't want to play anything else. I just absolutely love them. I used to play to Dario. Uh, they were fine. Um, yeah, I think I found their cheaper strings better sounding than their more expensive strings, which was weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but So at, like, at the... Uh, guitar show a couple of years ago, the one in Germany, um, the Guitar Summit. They um, they were like giving them away, giving the strings away. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> you had to like yeah, enter I think this they... competition, but I went back every day and did the competition. <laughs> they were doing that at the Brum one um, last year, I think. They'd released their coated strings, and they you like you try the strings out. You look like try four guitars and say which one was That's the it. coated yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't end up getting any of those, but 
Like I'd, I'd happily play. I think it's just coated strings that I want at the moment because they just last longer. It's the way forward. Like I don't know why anybody wouldn't play coated strings anymore. Yeah. Coated strings. If you've got non-corrosive sweat, will last you two or three years. If you if you're like me, a normal set will last you two gigs, whereas the coated ones will last you six months. Like I I, I would never them? ever go back. I, I'm really bad, so um, I won't name the brand. But there's one brand of strings where I restrang a guitar in soundcheck and the strings were dead and black by the end of a, of a two-hour set. Ugh. Like, my, 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 my sweat, and it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't react with nitro paint because I've got a couple of nitro guitars, or I've had a couple of nitro guitars in the past. It doesn't react with nitro paint. Like, I know, like, Stevie Ray Vaughan and um, Rory Gallagher, obviously their sweat, both of them just ruined nitro paint, and that's why their guitars went that way. Yeah. Mine doesn't react with the nitro paint, but it does absolutely ruin strings if they're not coated does it make you wonder what why people have different types of sweat i wonder if it's what it's, we it's eat it's just different difficult different chemicals that you produce i don't know i am i'm wondering and... yeah I, I don't know what exactly it is but i wonder if it's because i i've got psoriasis and eczema so i wonder if like that like mm. also something in my sweat causes those two things as well so it could could well be that but you know i don't know could be yeah yeah I mean, the upshot of it is quite interesting. Practitioner. So the, the upshot of it is that coated strings winner. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just have to have coated. Like what I will say actually is the only ball coating feels crap under your fingers, so I I don't use their coated strings. I don't know why. It just it 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 feels harsh under your fingers compared to the Elixir stuff. Mm, so who do you use? Elixir, Elixir only. Literally Elixir only. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've not tried Dario because I didn't like their uncoated strings before I learned about coated strings. Um, and I, I was going to try the Roto ones, but they only do them for acoustics and I don't need to restring my acoustic. No, not yeah, yet. Yeah, I, I, well, so I say I know Roto Sound. I've, I've met Jason once. I was introduced to him by a friend. Um, had a chat with him and I did say to him, like, do you do balanced tension strings? And he was like, all strings are balanced tension. And I was like, that conversation is going somewhere, isn't it? So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, m- maybe it's a similar sort of attitude to uh, coated strings. I don't know. No, I, I mean it looks like they're they're going yeah, that way because they've, like I say, they've they've got them on the baseline and they've got them on the acoustic line. So I imagine they're in the pipeline, just not not released yet. Mm. Yeah, as be. soon as they start doing it, I'll I'll definitely take a peek at those. Um, yeah, the 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 elixir. Um, coating it doesn't really feel any different than uncoated strings to me under the finger yeah and it just means that they last quite a long time so I might try them I should, yeah. pro- so I should probably mention what I've done this week I'm going to do a, a little whistle stop tour because we've got uh, we've we've got a few things to mention this week we've got a hot take that hey. absolutely uh, <laughs> went down like a lead balloon last week <laughs> right um I have released a video today, literally today, uh, about the Donna Morpher, which apparently is a Sir Riot clone. Who knew? Um, the Sir Riot, I didn't think, had uh, different clipping modes or like EQ modes to it. The, the original one definitely didn't. Yeah. Whereas this one does. So have they improved the circuit? Who knows? Uh, it, like, it was... It was something that I had very, very low expectations for because it was like 
basically a cheap distortion pedal. It's like, this is probably going to be exactly how much I expect it to be worth, which like, I bought it for a tenner. So, like, surely it's, it's going to give me at least ten pounds worth of joy. But it sounded really good. <laughs> it was like kind of modded Marshall tones, and the the Sir Riot clone that I tried before, which I think was the Joyo US Dream, the the EQ control, like the tone control of it, didn't go far enough. It was always a bit too dark. Um, whereas the Morpher seemed to like completely do better than that. And with the toggle switch as well, it had like three different kind of presence controls for the the pedal. It was yeah, really so good. The 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 Riot Reloaded and the Mini had the freeway toggle switch, which they oh, okay. called Voice. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. It was, I think the, the modes were like tight, natural and classic or something like that. Which doesn't really mean a great deal. Like one was one was I mean, considerably it could more to quite a few things, couldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's it's all very generic buzzword guitar, isn't it? But like the there was one that was like more compressed in the mid range, which I think was the tight mode. And then I think the natural one had a lot more a lot more bass response yeah. to it and was a bit thicker sounding. So like it was what it was, but like I really enjoyed it. Uh, I was not expecting a lot, and it gave me gave me some fantastic stuff from it. I also recorded one, which remember it got got a lot of uh, love for, for maybe about two three years. People were talking about it quite a lot. Yeah, I mean it's like the the video at the moment is it's only just been out and it's it's doing all right. It's doing all right, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, it might it might feature in. A no talk or tone versus sometime soon. But we should mention that our Josh just dropped a video as well. If you've got a quad cortex, go check it out because it's uh it's an interesting little um anecdote on on the QC. Yeah, it's the hybrid mode, isn't it? Because like he, he talks about it when the 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 core OS most recent update came out. Um and saying how hybrid mode was a game changer. And he's actually done a video outlining just how how awesome that is so it's definitely worth definitely worth checking i have recorded but not edited um a video the no talk or tone series as well which will probably come out next week um on possibly the craziest pedal that i've ever um recorded a video on Ooh, we will see it uh yeah i'm intrigued and excited yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, to coin <laughs> to coin the phrase from from uh, a, a certain US rap guy, madder than a fish with titties. With it. Oh, what? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You, you carry on. You carry on, Lee. <laughs> um, In the summer, so there. And. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my uh, my what we've been up to is with this final one because hopefully by the time that this comes out, I will be dropping a video oh, right. on this guitar over here, the Jet JS four hundred, which I've talked about on the the Patreon a few times. I don't think I've mentioned it on the podcast. I haven't like, mentioned um, it. Is it like Jet from Gladiators? 
I fucking wish. <laughs> um, no, no, it's a, it's a, it's an HSS strap with a roasted maple neck. Um, yeah, I mean, well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk more about it. Watch the video. Definitely watch the video. I've put loads and loads of effort into it, um, and I think it comes across really well. Um, I'm still just putting the finishing touches on at the moment, but it should be out by this week. I'm not going to mention any more about it. You just go. Go watch the video. Go watch it. Go, go. Um, but not yet. Stay, 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 stay. Yeah. No, not not right now. You're driving. Pull over. Then watch it. <laughs> um, and then Stuart Tate's like, which is better? I have a Tesla and it has a big screen in the middle. I mean, he could, yeah. Surely, if if you've bought the guitar, uh, the guitar, if you bought the car that can do that, just, yeah, go ahead, do it. <laughs> Put it on auto drive to, mode, which I assume to is the all thing. All of the podcasts and the Patreon first. <laughs> yeah, you can only you can only listen to the Patreon if you pay two dollars a month at fretalk patreon dot org. <laughs> I mean, try it, see, oh, see, see what happens. That was I, the I, worst I'm, plugging attempt I've ever heard from any I, podcast I, ever, <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard some terrible attempts at plugging their own shit. Indeed, Patreon.com/slash Fretalk. That's your, the real your, your Patreon more than you are, man. Indeed, <laughs> I always do it at the end. Right, we've got a hot take. We've got a hot take. So last week's hot take was Matt. Matt, I think, was probably high or in some form of, like, illness-induced I stand hallucination. by every word I say. So was... I stand by every word I said. Okay, it's... Foo Fighters and the Arctic Monkeys are more influential to guitar than Led Zeppelin. And 75% of the people said, are you high? <laughs> And I say to those 75% of people who want to be Jimmy Page, somebody should check your hard drives. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> right. Oh, dear. If you don't agree with me, you are a pedophile. <laughs> Just in case there was any, like, any mystery Jesus. behind that Christ comment at all. Matt. Thank you, Lee, for translating. Um, right, Dude. so... It don't work like that. <laughs> well, it does. If you no, say, don't. I want to be Jimmy Page, somebody should check your hard drive. Yeah. I mean... Oh, my God. I mean, we were talking earlier about Aerosmith and how much you really like Aerosmith. <laughs> and, like, Joe Perry is directly influenced to a huge degree by Jimmy Page. I mean, yeah, oh, I'm Slash. not saying... We were saying how good Slash was. <laughs> I'm not saying that I actually believed anything that I said, but I am saying that I do believe everything that I said. Right, right. <laughs> we'll leave that there because... Also, that... somebody should check Slash and Joe Perry's hard drives. I play, like, <laughs> slash, slash puts the maddest shit on social media. Oh, he does, doesn't he? Oh, like, my God. There is no way that that guy's squeaky clean. Um, yeah, but there's no way that he's, like... I don't think he's actually kind of, like illegally bad I, I think if he was he, he would weird. shut the fuck up he's definitely fucking weird <laughs> right anyway we've got a hot does he still finish all of his tweets with that weird like I-I-L-L yeah, it's, it's a picture <laughs> of him what is that all about text isn't it it's right. a picture of him in text if you look sideways it's him with his hat on <laughs> right 
So, this week's hot take. John Frusciante is not a guitar hero. John Frusciante is not a guitar hero. Discuss. I mean, that's a really, really interesting opinion, I guess. Like, <laughs> if, so if, bollocks. <laughs> yeah, like, again, I would say probably had more influence on keeping younger people playing the guitar than Jimmy Page. <laughs> I mean, okay, let, let's put it this way. He's got a career spanning like 30 odd years, right? And he's had a num- quite a number of number one hits and lots of people really like him who also play guitar and cite him as an influence. So, therefore, he is, by definition, a guitar hero. Case closed. Done. Let's move on. Mm, no, 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 no. How can I, you argue I think that? You can't argue that. that he's fun- he plays funky riffs. He plays good rock riffs. He mm. sorry. He writes funky riffs. He writes writes fairly good rock riffs. He writes simple riffs and complex riffs. Like, what more do you want this man to do? I mean, his soloing in certain songs is a, a an acquired taste, shall we say? But I. I don't think that modern music. I don't. I don't think that if you wrote a song in the last thirty-five years, if you put a Hendrix style solo in it, it will sell. And he is in a band that is definitely out there to sell as many records as it possibly can, as opposed to write the best music. I mean, but I don't think that makes him a worse guitarist for that. He's just he's found the genre of music that sells to. The people that buy that style of music and I mean, has John Mayer has, um, has disproven your theory there because he, he hasn't because no cunt outside the US listens to John Mayer unless they're fifteen year old boys or people living in their bedrooms who want to, who are obsessed with blues music. But, I mean, uh, I mean, fifty year old guys listen to John Mayer, but a lot of mums listen to him in, in America. Like, John, John Mayer has got has has done yeah, consid- like considerably well. Um, but one like his his like massive breakout album was it actually featured a Hendrix song on it, which it was had a cream the song. Pardon? It was, a, it was a cream song, wasn't it? No, he did Axis Boulders Love. I don't know. I, I don't listen to his terrible music. Do anyway. you know who the only people I see talking about John Mayer is? Is it YouTubers? It's the only people I see talking about people on podcasts and people on um, on YouTube. I don't see anyone else talking about him. I mean, so, he he manages to sell out stadiums. So yeah, even if months, people aren't talking about him, so do the he's Spice still... Girls. So what do you what do you consider his breakout uh, album in the UK? By the way, uh, Continuum. I would have thought with... forty six in the UK. Didn't even hit the top twenty <laughs> albums. I didn't. I didn't necessarily mean it was the UK, but like his, like that was yeah, the one yeah. That... It was his biggest one in the US. Yeah, but like he, it, it took him till twenty twelve to hit the top ten in the UK albums charts. Like he's he's he was a, a nobody until he Still started is. playing. Until he was, I mean, yeah, started becoming a somebody. <laughs> no, in um, fact, I think he was a nobody right up until he started dating Taylor Swift and she started writing songs about her in the UK. Yeah, by mate, the he doesn't it. even play a Strandberg. <laughs> no, you're correct. He doesn't. 
But yeah, we're, we're moving away from the fact that John Frusciante is absolutely an influence to younger people and therefore is a guitar hero. How many mm, number ones has John Frusciante Being an influence had? and being a guitar hero, not necessarily the same thing. Matt, have a look. How many, how many number ones has the Chili's had? Because all, all the Chili's number ones, I think, have been with John. Maybe yeah, not. I think Air, it's three. I don't think Airplane was. Air, no, Airplane wasn't, but I don't know if that was a number one. Yeah, but does does a number one equate Multiple. to guitar hero-ness? Multiple. The, Multiple the Spice Girls. number ones. The Spice yeah. Girls had... All right, okay, yeah. All right, take the Spice <laughs> Girls. If one of them was a ones. fucking guitarist, then that guitarist would be an iconic guitarist. <laughs> no. <sighs> no, 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 yes. Yes, if the Spice Girls had a guitarist in the band, one of them, one of the Spice Girls, if, if Sporty was there, she was like, "Yeah, do you know what? Oh, check out my Les Paul. Like, check out no, my." No, she, she came into practice with an Ibanez. Paul Gilbert's been over this. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who had a fifty strat? No. <laughs> uh, he plays fifty strats into classic Marshalls, like Malmsteen. And Sporty Spice had an Ibanez. She came into <laughs> came into rehearsal one day and says, "Look at this F minor eleven six, and that's how they uh, they wrote to become one. Apparently, according you to be my lover. Uh, <laughs> according to Paul Gilbert, um, uh, according I to think Paul we, Gilbert, we 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 may have gone off the point a little bit here. Um, if you if you think about like absolutely massive guitar heroes, such as the questionably past." Um, people that we've mentioned, like Jimmy Page, like Eric Clapton, <laughs> like Hendrix. How many number ones have they had? Because I bet they probably didn't have fucking many. Um, I, I because their they music did. was not mainstream, but they are guitar heroes because people the look at them in the day. Their guitar was mainstream. Their, their music also, was mainstream. I, I think the first seven Led Zeppelin albums went number one. Yeah, I, I, they didn't I have singles that went to ones. number one, which was what Lee was going on about. They didn't release yeah. singles, you know. I think we were going. With... They never released yeah. singles. Uh, yeah, no. So they Led never Zeppelin had a number famously... one single because they didn't. Re... If they released them, they would have had them, <laughs> mate. They whole lot of love one was used for Top one. of Pops as the main song. It was the most played song on Top of the Pops ever because it was the intro music. Yes. <laughs> the, like, you equating number one success to guitar hero dumb is a fallacy. Because I'm talking about reach, because then he would have reached more people. And um, so, yeah. <laughs> just, he is a, just, he is a guitar hero. I, I know loads of people who cite him. And, like, People love like him for his use of effects as well. Have you seen the size of his board? Yes, we talked about how it took, it took a small small team of people I, to bring it on for the most. I've just realised why I have to say that John Frusciante is not a guitar hero, and that's because he uses a Boss DS2 turbo distortion, and I fucking hate that pedal. <laughs> so actually, actually, I take back everything, and he's not a guitar hero. Absolutely. I think... I think the biggest uh, the biggest argument for it is that the eighties uh, shreddy boys killed the the archetype of the guitar hero. So then, what about Cobain? It was, well, yeah, like people people suggest it's it was the the birth Matt of Bellamy. grunge, which which killed 
But they, they weren't guitar heroes. It was the it was the birth of grunge which kind of killed that, um, like that uh, archetype. That kind of Mark Tremonti. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, Mr. John Tremonti. Five. You've got all, all these guitar heroes. That, what the, happened the, the to whole... John One through Four? <laughs> <laughs> no one ever talks I mean, about that. The, yeah, I like. I, I can't get behind Mark Tremonti because I don't think anybody outside of people who buy PRSs have ever heard of him, let alone listen to any of his music. John Five again. Nobody knows who John Five is. They just know who Marilyn Manson is. So, like, yeah, yeah. Like, it was not the era of the guitar hero, was it? No, but I would, I would still say that there are, like, he mentioned Matt Bellamy earlier, and I'll guarantee there are people of my age who picked up the guitar because of Matt Bellamy, just like there are people of my age who picked up the guitar because of John Frusciante. Yeah, I think we've um, we've probably reached the pinnacle of our of our discussion here because um, you can add a, add a decade look, on to Muse for for the Chili's. Yeah, ten years later, and a bit more. I think I think Chili's were like nineteen eighty five. I think. Yeah, I mean, you, you've look, well. you've had prolific you've guitarists since uh, Oasis. I know uh, people who picked up a guitar. You've just lost the argument. Yeah, that's killed it. <laughs> Right, but it's true. A lot of people picked up the guitar. <laughs> should have ended who, who while you were on the high. Doesn't know how to play fucking Wonderwall. <laughs> Everyone knows how to play right. Wonderwall. Yeah, John Frusciante <laughs> is not a guitar hero. That's that's the hot take, and I will I will try and get the the poll out on time this week. Oh, it's, so, it's right. such a Gentleman. stupid argument. <laughs> it really, really is. It's like argument. saying hot food is cold. <laughs> <sighs> It's, it's basically saying the chili peppers are shit. And yeah, it's, if, it's not. If, if he if, wasn't Frusciante a guitar was hero, in, that comment wouldn't have been I, made. I would say that the chili peppers were shit when Frusciante wasn't in them and are listenable when he's there. Yeah, and look, therefore he is a hero. No, he he's absolutely <laughs> opposite of a hero because he made that band actually happen. Without him, they would have fallen <laughs> apart and that would have been the right thing to do. Right, we have... We're we're going to the news, boys. We're going to the news. Is the news about a John Frusciante Strat? Yeah. I don't know. We've got we've got three bits of news. I don't really want to cover cover any of it. Uh, you know what? We will. Act, we will. Is any of it actually news? Yes. Yes. Right. So, do you remember new tubes? Yep. Yes. New tubes. Yep. Um, Vox. Right. Yes. Vox owned them now. Vox? That was the YouTube porn. Thing. It, oh well, no. The, no, you Korg mean Korg. And, um, yeah. yeah, Korg and Vox. <laughs> right. New tubes currently have only really been used within like novelty pedals, haven't they? No, Gimmick they pedals used them as little Vox tiny amps. heads. So they had yeah, like, Oh, yeah, the, the, the little tiny ones, the MV50s, which were a good idea, but not really all that useful because they were very quiet. No, Vox yeah. bought Vox... out a Vox bought out a, an amp about three, four years ago, and um, it was like a full-size head, and I think it had more than one in. I think it had a couple in. Yeah, well, they're, they're bringing out a, a 60-watt new tube combo now called the Clubman, which okay. I'm not sure how long they'll get away with that name, but there we go, Vox Clubman 60. Uh, it's you a new tube. very like small. Also an amp. <laughs> Would you say it's one a One at a time, boys. Would I... 
it's, it's a, a small lamp. It's a, it's a small <laughs> lamp. Uh, so it's a two-channel lamp. It's got a, a clean channel that's got a base middle treble and has got a, like a rotary, almost like the, the Line 6 uh, effect rotary thing, which has got like chorus, reverb, and chorus and reverb. Uh, and then it's got channel 2, which is your drive channel, which only has treble and bass, um, but also has like a separate... Um, chorus reverb or chorus and reverb this is relatively affordable it's like 300 quid i think 320 quid so mm. a a it's potential costy uh i would assume so well it's it's i assume it's powered by these new tubes isn't it no that's preamp the, the new tube is preamp will it not be able to be used power amp Boys as well. No, so no, the no, the um no, it's very low power. The, but the HT fifth, uh, the HT fives use um twelve AX sevens as a like as a as their power section, don't they? I, I'm no expert on these things in terms of the yeah, uh, but I don't think I I'm pretty sure I asked someone actually when they first came out do you remember when everyone was talking about being in the the tube screamer and stuff the the new tube screamer the white one yeah yeah um yeah i was talking two months later no one cared (laughs) yeah (laughs) got that on timepedia as well um but yeah Yeah, i mean i don't think they can i don't think they can be used as power ups um okay but even if it's only adding a little bit of flavor to uh to the circuit it's it's doing something with the new tubes that isn't just novelty pedal, which is quite nice. So, like potential for it to be a studio tool or maybe like small small club gigging uh, tool. So, yeah, I think that's it's it's pretty cool. It's. It's like a nice introduction into the world of like new tubes within amps, like uh, or within like new tubes being within amps that are more than just kind of your home home recording amps, which I think the MV50s were kind of aimed at, weren't they? Yeah, and I, I, I'm more likely to look at this one in a guitar shop than say a 12 watt solid state amp that costs more than your fucking house, which their yeah. competitors are releasing. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. You have to come with a fucking American strap for that price vendor or stop selling it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think they've, they've done a sensible thing with it because if they would have come out with like the new, new tube AC30 and released that for like, I don't know, 1,200 quid, but it's instead of powered by valves, it's powered by new tubes. People would be rightly so quite sceptical. Um, do you think the new tube uh, was announced? What year? Like 2005 or something like that, maybe. I was going to say, it's really yeah. old technology that they only started putting in. It's, it's, uh, it's, I reckon it's like mid-90s or even mid-80s. No, no. It's 2000, really old. 2015. No, there was that was definitely a thing before then. I'm certain of it. Yeah, no, there was there was a a similar technology. I remember someone saying that when um when they first came out of it. But the um the new tube was um 
2015. the Korg winter booth in 2015. I, I'm just trying to get my head around this because this is a, a new tube guitar amp system. It's just 60 watt output uh, guitar yeah. head and cabinet setup uh, that I'm looking at. It's not the one you're talking about. Um, <laughs> Uh, fantastic but it it's it sounds very similar um but the wording on here is in addition to the new tube the power amp combines a valve reactor circuit so it sounds like in addition to the new tube which is because they're talking about the preamp um so the preamp feet features both clean and lead channels in addition to the new tube the power amp so they're talking about it as a separate thing yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they're not doing that with this new one. It, there's no, it, like, even on Toman, who normally, like, say, Class D power or solid-state power amp or whatever, yeah, there's no there's no separation. It's definitely the power amp in these, in this new, uh, in the Clubman. So that's that's really cool. Um, I'd be interested to hear what happens with them. They might end up being, like, a a new little cult classic, like the, the PV Bandits and stuff like that. That'd be really cool if that was the case. Uh, and it might pave the way. Like, if these become a little bit popular, it might pave the way for, like, a a wave of serious, like, serious new tube amps. Yeah, it might do. Like, I'm, I'm looking at it, and it'll be interesting to see what it hears, like, he, yeah. hear what it sounds it, like. Hears like. <laughs> <laughs> see what it hears like. Yeah, that makes it, yeah, hear what it sounds like. Like, I'll, I'll be interested, because if it, if it is good, then maybe we're getting something different than the move to modeling units that sit on your pedal board and yeah. go direct into a speaker. Cause I think that, that feels like the way that the, the amp is going to end up when Russia yep. blows itself up to the point where we can't get any new more tubes unless we buy them from China, who I assume will go to war with somebody at some point and then we'll be screwed and I'll never be able to revalve the amp again. There <laughs> you go. This one says, uh, this, the MVX150 series challenges existing concepts of tube amps. It features a new tube in both the preamp and the power amp sections. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. So like the 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 new tube is is powering the powering the unit. That's that's pretty cool. Um I might even go out and try try one of these because I've had a few issues with my uh with my valve amp. Uh like like a well-documented one where my amp blew up. And at the last gig, I had like a, a scratchy pot that ended up making the power cut on my amp. And it took us ages. <laughs> it took us about an hour to figure out that it was one of the pots that had a bit of dirt in it. But it's it's getting to a point where I could do with a really solid uh, backup. And for like 300 quid, I could chuck that in the back of the car. And if it sounds sounds pretty decent, it could be like a very very good alternative. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's at the right price point. I think is what I'm trying to say for um, the amount of faith that people have in the new tube. I I would seriously consider um, something like Matt Simplifier or the Cab M or something along those lines as a backup because it's very small and easy to chuck in a guitar bag. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we ended up running direct out of my board into the uh, into the desk as a um, as an alternative. But then the amp started playing ball. Mm. But I, 
I'd, I'd rather go through an amp because it means that I can hear my guitar signal then. Uh, but yeah, I think they've pitched it well. I th- so hats off to you, Vox. You've done you've done good with this one. Um, but I think that's that's where we're going to end the the podcast for now, and we're going to jump onto the page to talk about broken laptop, broken yeah. valve, and a broken man. <laughs> um, so we've both you want broken to ca- laptops haven't we That's... spoilers this is Patreon content this is you're giving I mean, away I some of that think, for two dollar milk I don't think that people think we're going to say oh we're going to be talking about broken laptops and then say yes no one here has had a broken laptop <laughs> have you <laughs> yeah, yeah just talking about broken laptops in general isn't it doesn't it suck when laptops break yeah I yeah, no, yeah. I've never had one break, but I did see one on the sidewalk one day. Indeed. <laughs> right, so if you want to catch us all online, uh, oh, we, I've not done the Patreon. We've already done that, at, you know, yeah. $2 <laughs> a month, you can catch up on the Patreon content. Um, it's patreon.com slash fretsook. And the people who sponsor Patreon wise are as follows. We've got Mr. Andrew Bimson. Like William Shatner. I may have shattered my pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me do. Let me do this goddamn outro. Right, we've got Mr. Andrew Bimson of The Rising of the Lights. We've got Mr. Doug Christ of Thirty Seven Effects of Masters of the Cinematic Universe, and of the Just Surprise Me podcast. We have got Mr. Hugh Direction. We have got Mr. Ben Fletcher Fletcher Pickups. We've got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast, of the Second Button podcast, and Off the Rails. And we have got Mr. Ross Philparts. Booyah. If you want to catch me online, I am Budget Pedal Chap. You find me at Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. YouTube is the home to the No Talk or Tone series, which this week might feature an extra special video. So check it out. Mm, It it might do. It very, very might do. Uh, Lee, where can we find you online? Drop my book. Um, yeah, so you can find me on Facebook. We run the world's largest pedal group community uh, called Pedalboards of Doom. And you can find us, join us over on there. We're about to hit 100,000 members. And if you are the 100,000th member, well done. <laughs> uh, you get a prize of entry to the group. <laughs> yeah. About yeah, two for, weeks after a year one year it. subscription. <laughs> oh, mate, we we have just had a huge amount of requests come through to the group. Like I've been doing like a thousand requests in a day and still can't get it under like a thousand requests. It just keeps going back up. It's mental. Um so yeah, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube is the home to the <laughs> YouTube channel trying to steal my my outro <laughs> yeah man where you can find myself you can find Bird you can find Josh you can find Mikey with his hands the rest of us don't have hands he, he does and have hands Mikey he does he doesn't have anything else he's the only one with hands but he doesn't have anything else he's like Rayman <laughs> just a floating pair of hands Rayman as in the game not Rain Man yeah. as in the film let's be fair well, everyone loves Rayman <laughs> the incredibly terrible nineties oh, yeah. sitcom. Fucking hated that. It was two thousands actually, wasn't it? 
Has it? Oh, I think so. It looks like it was filmed in the 90s. Yeah. Um, so yeah that's where you can find us and uh yeah go and check out our youtube channel and subscribe to it because we want to show you what we do indeed matt where can we find you you find me at twitter and to instagram at heel underscore matt q yeah we can yeah <laughs> so from myself mr budget pedal chap from lee and from mr matt quiet say bye matt bye matt it will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Sorry, Bye, everyone. Bye, bye everybody. Bye. My wife find out I was cheated on her after she found all the letters I was hiding. She got mad and says she's never playing Scrabble with me again. <laughs> that was terrible and brilliant at the same time. <laughs> you know it. <yeah. laughs>